please hit like, share, and subscribe. Now enjoy the Practical Guitarist Podcast. With cars, they call it shipments, but when it's sent on a boat, it's called cargo. <laughs> the unanswerable questions of Robert Jackson. That's right. That's you right. guys may have heard my wife in the background go, Oh my God. <laughs> I didn't hear her, but I, I'm sure that she did. We'll have to have Zoe do a guest appearance at some point. He, he might be the first three time loser on this show. I know. <laughs> Four times. You've been on the show four yeah, times. This is, this is my fourth time. Fourth time. Yeah. yeah. You poor son of a bitch. <laughs> I think you have you better people actually, to talk to. <laughs> the only other guest that I've met in person is Michelangelo Badio. Oh, yeah. Well, that makes sense. You guys live in the same city. Yep. Yeah, actually, wasn't he <laughs> so. playing like in a club right around the street? Yeah. Or something? yeah. I walked into yeah, the you... club and like introduced myself to it. Yeah, I think you invited him at one of his shows, didn't you? Yeah. yeah. I remember you I didn't to get in. I couldn't yeah. believe. The, so David actually, well, you tell the story, David, about how you asked him to join the show. This show is, all right. So so Jim knew I was going to the show because it's the, the the bar is like right around the corner from my house. Um, mm-hmm. And I and I told him, I said, oh, I'm going. Jim's like, you should get him on the show. I'm going, oh, fuck. Like, now I'm going to have to go get in touch with this guy. And like, so... We found his, we found his, oh no, I just Facebook messaged him. Like out of the blue. I was like, yeah, you don't know me, but I'm like, I'm going to be at the show tonight. You want to do, you want to do an interview? I, I no later than like 20 minutes later, I get a message back. Be like, sure. I'm like, what? Um, so I, <laughs> so I go over to the club at four o'clock or whenever, when they're loading in and he's just walking around. There's nobody there. Mm. There's like 25, 30 people there. Um, mm. and I go up to his manager because I didn't want to introduce myself to him. I, you know, I figured I should go through his manager. Right. Um, and he was around the merch booth and I just like introduced myself, said, you know, Hey, talked to him this afternoon. We were going to do an interview after the show. Like I'll be around. And he was like, we don't know about no interview. So anyway, I just ran into Michelangelo at the bar having a drink with his guitar tech and was like, just introduced myself. And he's like, Oh yeah, sure. I'll stick around. So then he said, so he didn't stick around. He took off after the show, and there's a whole bunch of drama there. And we're like, what the hell happened? Because he told me he was going to meet up with me in the back, and he was, like, sitting there having a drink, and then all of a sudden he was gone. I'm like, what the hell? So I, I was mad, and I was, like, texting Jim the next day. I was like, what the hell? I just got, like, stiffed or whatever. And lo and behold, long story short, uh, on Sunday, that was on a Friday. On Sunday, I got a call from, from uh, not a call, but a Facebook message from him saying, I'm so sorry. Like, I really meant to do it. Like, we're going to do it. Um, let's do it next weekend at this time. And then we got like two hours out of him. Yeah. He was, wow. yeah, he was incredibly gracious with his time. And, um, he, I, I think honestly, like something happened that night and he had to take off, but it was just, it was weird. Cause like, he didn't, he didn't stop by and say like, Hey, I'm leaving. Like we'll, we'll have to connect later or anything like that. It was just kind of a weird situation. But, right. um, he, he was the nicest guy. 
Yeah, it can happen. Man. Hey, you know, you know, John Petrucci, you just did an interview with Fluff on his channel just the other day. So. Yeah, well, I mean, but he's also a Mesa artist, and I know Fluff has got connections over there. And I think Mace right. isn't Fluff a Mesa artist. Maybe, possibly, uh, probably, probably. <laughs> not, a, not a level, I don't think. But I no, think but he did. No. Some stuff gets flowed to him for sure, though. Like he got the uh, the Badland. <laughs> you guys get some stuff every once in a while. It happens. Yeah. Yeah, Badlander and some stuff. Oh, well, I, I mean, just you muted can... myself while yeah. I was explaining that to everybody. Anyway, he said Badlander and some stuff, yeah, and, and now stuff. you're trying to like bleep us out on this show. Like, stop no, it! No, I didn't try to. I didn't try to bleep you. I was trying to to mute my channel to cough, and I muted your channel, and then I coughed. So I all you hear is my cough. <laughs> I'll go back and edit that post. So, um, everybody, if you know Robert Jackson from Guitar uh, Robert's Guitar Gear Dungeon, Robert's Gear Dungeon. Robert's Guitar Dungeon. That's it. Robert's Guitar Dungeon, which um, if you don't remember, um, those of you who haven't been watching the show for a while, um, Robert does a channel. It's called Robert's Guitar Dungeon. And uh, what's funny is uh, uh, the first time I saw it, I said, oh, I wonder what guitar store he's doing this in. He had to explain to me, (laughs) that's not a store. That's his house. He has this, he has this, is that upstairs or downstairs? Is that your? uh... It's upstairs. It's upstairs. The, you know, so, the guitar room you're talking about is upstairs. Yeah. So he's got this guitar room, and he's got – I don't want to explain too much stuff because I don't want to go into the security side. Just go that. watch his videos. You'll see yeah. it. Watch his videos. He's it, The wall looks like a, a, a store. I mean he's got everything set up like you would. Of course, you, you've been in the MI business how long? Music industry, um, for those who don't know what MI uh, is. Uh, upwards of few, uh, 15 years now, so – you know, I've, I've, you know, I've, I've seen a thing or two, <laughs> you know, and honestly, that would, that was absolutely the inspiration for, uh, for setting up that room, uh, you know, full four by eight sheets of slat wall on two walls and, you know, hang the guitars from there and, you know, set up the amps underneath those, uh, yep. you know, the same way that you, the same way that you would see it, uh, at a lot of guitar shops that are out there. And that's, uh, you know, like I said, that was, that, that was absolutely the inspiration. And, uh, and to this day, I, you know, probably one of the one of the things that I get the most one of the questions I get the most is where is your shop? And, yeah. <laughs> you know, and I have to go and break people's heart and tell them, you know, well, you know, you're it's on eBay. You're watching, yeah, you know, you're watching it, and, uh, and that's, you know, you might see you might see me put something up for sale on you know Facebook Marketplace every now and then, but uh, that's pretty much the extent of it. I got a Canon Rebel on Facebook Marketplace right now. If any of our show listeners wants to buy a Canon Rebel, I'll I'll cut you there a deal. You there you go. Um, I do have a, uh, you know, I I do have a Tascam port, you know, port studio, twenty four track, up really in the marketplace right now. Yeah, oh, you had that thing for yep. a while too. I remember you when you bought that. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't know, about three years ago, I guess. Yeah. Well, I mean, for that, for me, that's a that's a good long while. <laughs> now, the, um, you have a jo- Did you still have that Joyo up for sale, or is that gone? Uh, I had two of them up for sale. I sold the zombie. Zombie okay. went. And you still got which one? I still got the Jackman. Yeah. So So the Jackman, that's supposed to be a JCM, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah, we'll have to talk. (laughs) JCM 800. 
Yeah, it's it's there. So I mean, it's it, it you know, and it's it's one it's it's one of those things. I was like, I could really use more space with all the other amps that I've got in this house. I am never going to plug in these little you know you know these these little twenty watt monsters. They sound good. They sound really good, actually. It's you know, it's not anything about you know having to do with how they sound. It's just I'm never going to use them. When I'm you know, especially sitting right here, I've got this laney that's you know that I like better that has way more features and options on it that is already plugged into my interface all i got you know it, it just doesn't make sense so yeah you know i've been listening to you guys for too, you know for long enough that you know it's not making any sense you know? it uh, so and, and i'd rather i am on a mission to buy the les paul custom that has eluded me for 20 years now and i'm i'm on I, i'm determined i'm going to make that happen this year so I, you know i'm trying to sell these things put the money towards that even though the money I would get out of those is a relatively small dent in the price tag of the guitar that I want. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That thing's forty six hundred bucks. I mean I know what your price is. I I know because I looked mm -hmm. at it while I was working there. And I was like, yeah, I'm not yeah. gonna work here that long. <laughs> mm, right. But I'm still I'm still coming to you when it comes to a good price. I'll tell you that right now. Thank you. So those who um, don't know uh um uh, Robert works for Guitar Center, but he's in the pro side of things. So, yeah, GC yeah. Pro. Yeah, Guitar Center I don't, Pro. I don't, really, I don't really talk about that on my channel very much because, yeah. uh, you know, because you know, Guitar Center's got. I love Guitar Center, I really do, but there's plenty of other people out there that don't, and you know, I don't want you know people's bias for my employer to interfere with how they feel about my channel and it has happened you know it has happened in the past but it, you know so that's kind of why i got away from mentioning not to employer. not to put a huge point on that though i'm i'm sure that there's a little bit of you know guitar center probably also wouldn't necessarily want you out there talking about anything negative that's going on in the workplace either um, well, uh, well yeah well of course they wouldn't uh, right know, and I, I think that i think that would be true for any employer uh, but you know, I, I do have an inside track on a lot of things that people are hearing, you know, like the bankruptcy sure. thing. And, uh, you know, so I've got a little bit more information than what most people are gathering. And, mm -hmm. Cause you work at the corporate office too, right? I mean, that's like, you're at the call center that's attached to corporate, right? I mean, eh, well, the corporate office is in California. I work for oh. the, you know, the, on paper now because of, you know, COVID, I mean, I've been working from home for almost a year now, but. Uh, but, uh, I work for the call center here in Indianapolis. So, which is a, it's not a, it's not the, it's, it's a corporate office, but it's not the corporate office. Okay. Oh, I didn't know that uh, they had one in California. I thought the Indianapolis facility was like the big one that was responsible for all the distribution no, and all that. No, no headquarters are in California. Uh, that surprised me. Main, yeah. You know, it's it LA area, Westlake village. Um, you know, main distributions in Kansas City, right in the middle of the country, which uh, that's also by design. And then, you know, we got uh, there's there's contact centers in Indianapolis, though there's nobody there anymore. <laughs> yeah, working yeah. From home. Uh, there's another one, Salt Lake City, though there's nobody there because they're all working from home. Uh, and there's another one that handles, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, like Woodwind and Brasswind and a couple of other, you know, those other brands out in Maryland. But uh I don't know what they're doing with that building either because I'm quite sure they're all working from home as well. You know, and then, of course, almost 300 stores. And that's pretty much the entire Guitar Center infrastructure uh, as I know it. They need to fix that website. That's all I'm going to say. They need to fix their website. 
Um, yeah, you know, let me let's. Yeah, you know, I mean, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. No, you know, you there's know, nothing. Center, it, you know, Guitar Center has problems. We all. Know it's that. a yeah, big, well, big company. Problems. I mean, that's right. basically it's what boils down to. It's got the same problems that many big companies. Well, have, well, so I, I I want to talk a little bit about not necessarily Guitar Center. I want to pick up um, uh, in general. So I was watching, um, uh, and and this actually happened to me, and that's the reason that I I'm bringing this up, and it didn't happen to me with them. So Casino Guitars was talking about how more places are going to be char- charging shipping, and. Mm-hmm. It just so happened that now I did not buy any gear. I guess I I can say I bought gear, but it was because our band needed a kick drum mic and some other stuff. So one guy said, "Hey, would you buy this?" And I'll pay back. I was like, "Okay." So <clears throat> I ordered like three hundred bucks worth of stuff at Sweetwater, which I don't have my money yet because we haven't had rehearsal until Tuesday. So <laughs> about three hundred bucks. But anyway, so um, <laughs> the, the um, which is now money I'm just going to put aside because I'm already used to not having it. I get paid a couple right. of days, so screw it. Anyway, so um, the the money, uh, or I mean, uh, on my Sweetwater thing, it said uh, shipping. And usually shipping and then minus the shipping. Usually it goes shipping whatever price, say $10, and then minus $10. And I was like, mm-hmm. and then I looked at it and went, oh, my God, they actually charged me shipping. And it wasn't big stuff. It was two mic stands um, and right. a kick drum mic and uh, – was the other thing a three hundred dollar order and a uh, a little yeah <clears throat> a little receiver wow. thing and uh the only reason i didn't come to you is because guitar center didn't have this receiver thing so i was like oh screw it i'll just do everything mm. at, at one place and but anyway i i, I was like wow they charged me 225 and it wasn't really a big order um and uh i just got surprised. i'd call and ask the question because their website still says free shipping yeah so, hmm, interesting. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, I haven't, I haven't heard any uh, directives like that coming down for us. You know, near, near as I can tell, about the only things that we still charge shipping on are going to be like uber, uber, uber small orders that are going to wind up in the mail. You know, like going in the USPS anyway. Like, like you know, if you call and order one set of strings, they're probably going to charge you five bucks for shipping. You know, uh, as most places do. So you know, there's that's still on there, and then the big heavy items. You know, if you order a case of or something that they got to ship freight they're probably going to charge you freight for that but uh you know that's you know beyond that i haven't noticed any you know uh, you know any changes in our shipping costs okay. uh you know anything like that at all and haven't heard anything either so well i was just curious uh, um i do know that that i've seen it across the board i mean prices are going up on gear across the board and that is true yeah, and I know that part of it is because it's difficult to get parts for the companies that are doing it. Um, also, um, that uh, it's difficult to um, source, uh, your, you know, your, your uh, what's the word I want here? Um, like, <clears throat> they're, they're, they're going into where um, uh, they can charge more. I mean, let's face it. Now, I think most companies have been waiting for an opportunity uh, to get little price hikes. I mean, when they, every few dollars counts. I mean, when you're selling all this gear, every few dollar counts. Um, mm-hmm. You know. So, um, the other thing I noticed uh, that that uh, Casino had talked about that that I did notice because I went to Sweetwater afterwards and and they were right there uh, is that a, there's not a lot of Gibsons on the market. 
it's still mm-hmm. there's still a big shortage. In fact, um, I got word. And I won't say what company told me this, but they're having a tube shortage, and that's been a major concern for them. I also heard uh, rumors on, and I didn't look to. I say rumors because I didn't look into it too deeply. But apparently, one of the the chip manufacturers for um, some of the the um, op amps that are using a lot of overdrive pedals burned down. Um, so the, the built, the facility, the building where they actually made that stuff is no longer viable right now. So there's some, there's some weird stuff going on in the industry. I mean, that's, I think that was, and you're right. That was a big, big factory that literally burnt to the ground. There was uh, a lot, a lot of manufacturers that got their parts in that facility. And that, that, that's, that's been a big bottleneck, uh, Behringer, you know, I'm sure you guys are probably aware, you know, they ended their relationship with their previous and now previous U.S. just you know, U.S. distributor. And, you know, now they're working on I, I think they're working on setting up their own U.S. distribution and you know, or finding somebody else. I think they're trying to set up distribution. And in the meantime, you know, of course, we all know, you know, they got, uh, you know, they got the deal that was Sweetwater. Uh, but, uh, you know, Yuli's you know, for everybody else, you know, us included, Yuli's still being Yuli. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Yuli Behringer kind of has a reputation for being, you know, kind of an asshole when it comes to negotiating. So, uh, you know, that's that's what I understand anyway. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, the, what what people don't seem to understand about it, Behringer, and, and not to protect Yuli Behringer or anything like that, um, what people don't understand about Behringer is they have, like, a corner on the market in a way that, people don't realize they make components that other manufacturers buy to use in their products. So a lot of stuff they're making the, the really popular um, bucket brigade chip that everybody's using right now. I know they've got some, some uh, reverb on a chips products that are, that are real popular and for like boutique builders who are buying this stuff. And now they're sitting there going, we don't know what's going to happen because, you know, now Behringer's like distribution is all up in the air. And I, in fact, um, I don't, I mean, I, I don't know what that deal is going to end up looking like, but I honestly don't, I don't see things changing all that much except for the price structure on the inside. Um, but for the consumer, it's probably going to stay largely the same at the end of the day. He's just trying to squeeze and get as much money as he can at this point. Of course he is. Of course he is. You know, and I don't blame him. I get it. Uh, but yeah, it, it's, yeah it'll you know it'll all iron out eventually it always does uh but you know in the meantime you know it's not only that affecting behringer products that's also affecting you know midas and tc electronic uh you know those are the big ones so oh yeah that's right tc is uh tc's part of it or behringer's part of tc however you want to look at it yeah just for the last year or so right or uh, two years i think two three years it's It's been been, it's been been three years at least it's been longer than that oh no you're right it is it has i'm thinking about when those pedals launched where they rebranded the behringer plastic box stuff yeah um they they owned them before that yeah yeah they you know the the what i call the smorgasbord series of pedals that you're thinking of i think those those launched in 2018 yeah the blood moon and oh those were before that I think it was, it might have been 2018, but, but I think it was 2017 because I remember 60 cycle hum getting them all and, and blowing them out or something. I yeah, guess. but they were, but they were, but those were not, the, they didn't mark the change. Like it had already started well before that. Um, and it, I was think it was about three years before that. Yeah. And I, the only reason I remember it was yeah. quite a while ago is because my guitar center hadn't opened its, um, its, uh, its uh, lesson studios up yet. 
And so I bought mm. a couple of those pedals from when they had, that's where the pedals were when you first came in was at, at that. Right. And now, now I don't even remember what Guitar Center looked like <laughs> before, but that's, it's kind of weird because I'm like, I walk in there and I'm like, oh, this has always been there. No, this used to be where all the pedals were and uh, strings and shit. So that's all been my shoved old, into my, like, you know, it, that was a tough, that was a yeah, tough my, my Yeah, my old stores looked completely different from what it did when I was there because they, you know, they, they installed the, the lessons yeah. and stuff. So can, can we talk, also can we talk about the, go ahead, I'm sorry. So, no, it's me. I've cut you off. Uh, can we talk about the, uh, the, the uh, elephant in the room, the 10 ton elephant with Gibson and the, uh, the Dave Mustaine Oh yeah, we do need to talk about that. I know uh, yesterday, uh, Robert, I was talking to you about that uh, because, well, I was chatting because uh, you were on the live stream yesterday and every time somebody joined the live stream, I kid you not, David, every time somebody joined the live stream, has, have we talked about the Dave Mustang Gibson yet? Have we talked about the Dave? What, what Dave Mustang Gibson? Nobody's seen it yet. I mean, other than, right. you know, select people of a group of people who've signed NDAs. I mean, right. <laughs> Well, somebody said uh, on my uh, live live show yesterday. Somebody somebody uh, commented in the chat that they they saw something. I don't. It wasn't the same teaser trailer that I saw, but they saw something that said that they were going to do uh, signature Dave Mustaine signature guitars uh, in all three brands: Gibson, Epiphone, and Kramer. Now, I don't know if that's true or not. Yeah, uh, that's just I think that's Kramer. a that's a so, guess. That's a guess. Yeah, I mean, I, I can understand the Kramer thing, but it's still a guess. I can guess it's going to be a V. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, it's going to be a V. Yeah. yeah. And it's going to be a rocket V. You know, big mm. surprise. Now, the crazy thing will be is if it's like an offset V or something, which would be right. kind of yeah. up his alley. But um, Kramer would be the, uh, what do they call that? I don't know. It's, it's, uh, yeah, I forgot I they made that thing. You're right. Yeah. Well, they had two of them. They had the V and they had the Explorer model back in the 80s. And both of them started with a V. And the name of both of them escapes me here at the moment. I want to say Vortex, but I know that's not right. No. Um, yeah, it's something so, like that. Well, I'll say, think I'll look it up or something. But Here's the dumb part, right? So, and, and maybe it's not dumb, but like, at least for me, the way I'm I'm looking at this whole thing, when they, the promo dropped the other day and it ended up in our group, I'd already seen it at that point. But I, but I saw the promo and I'm like, this was really expensive. Like this promo just made the cost of the guitar go up like two hundred bucks. Like, I don't know. I, I, I mean, maybe over the whole set of them, twenty five cents. But still, I, the 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 video was uh, to me. I thought the video was good because when the guy pulls the the um, sword I just, out, I it just, says "Rust in Peace." I thought that was really good. I, you knew who it was. You knew who it was the well, second. That you saw that well, guy's yeah, head. They were play- yeah, because they're playing the intro to Symphony of Destruction. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I was, you know, and, and you're right. And they also had the, you know, had the head of the of uh, Rattlehead, who's the, you know, Megadeth. Their mascot, mascot right? Yeah. So he's the Eddie of um, Meth- Meth- uh, Megadeth. Megadeth, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's exactly who he is. Uh, but you're right for you know for what, what 15, 20 seconds, maybe thirty. I agree. It was you know that teaser was very, very well produced. Oh. Well, it was, but it was also like a car, like a car commercial where, you know, like, like you guys have seen the Matthew McConaughey Lincoln commercials where he's like drinking Chardonnay and shit. And then like at the end of the commercial, they show him driving a Lincoln. You're like, that was a car commercial. Um, That's what I felt like for this is like, this is a guitar promo. Like, what the hell? I thought I was watching Terminator. Like, what? 
Well, well, I think I I I I knew what it was going into it. I think just no, I did I did too. But I mean, it's just it just uh, seemed to me like if you I, weren't aware, you know, this was going to be one of those weird promotional deals. Um, well, what seemed odd what seemed odd to me was that they you know all of a sudden they launched this thing because they announced back in I don't know I mean, it was a it was several months back that they first announced that Dave Mustaine had left Dean and was going to and was uh, signing an endorsement deal with Gibson. So, I mean it's like it's not like this was news. Well, the the, the him the him the him signing the endorsement deal with Gibson was kind of like the extra rumor part of that whole story. So the right. the only thing that was oh, officially yeah. known was he left Dean. And right. then it was like everybody was like, "We know where he's going," you know. And even oh, Gibson really? kept kept kind of dropping hints, like, "We're signing big artists." It was it was and, Trogley, believe it or not, it was Trogley that that figured a bunch of this stuff. That guy, when it comes to Gibson, that guy is just like a hound. You, he, he's already. I mean, he was the guy that went. Um, he was the one that broke the news about the seventies. Uh, um, yeah, the seventies uh, Les Paul. They're going to do the, the Les Paul special or not specials? Um, deluxe, deluxe, yeah. That they're going to do he because knows. some he's he's on the internet all the time. Okay, I'm going to buy Gibson. Going to buy Gibson. Oh, 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 oh. Well, if that was like, your job. You'd know it well too. Reverb. Oh, oh yeah. There. Oh. Yeah, I know. That's what he does. I mean, can you imagine a guy who's got enough money? You live not too far from him. I can't imagine a guy in in you know Buttfuck, uh, Ohio, where he lives. He lives right on the Indiana border, close to the Indiana border. Because uh, he he says he's like forty minutes from um, uh, uh, Fort Wayne, or an hour, or maybe an hour and a half. Yeah, because because he, he's he drives because he drives there by the rare ships. Yeah. Okay. And so and he goes on. He's one of those people that goes on Gibson every week and buys um, from. They have a they have a shop. I didn't even know about this till Trogley told me about it. it was they have this shop where you could buy um, uh, stuff that only employees have access to and. And Gibson will sell it, you know, oh, this was a prototype we did and nobody wanted it. So can you imagine when those prototype, because uh, uh, they will sell some of those prototypes for these Vs and stuff on that. Uh, that's where those, those go on that shop. And you got to be there the minute it opens up. It's like midnight on Wednesday morning or Tuesday night, whatever, however you want to look at it. Right. And uh, and they don't always do it the same day. Of, of the, but I can imagine if you've got an insider, you could just sit there and go, okay. I'm going to get this. I'm going to get this because they had talked of, they had teased one, but anyway, um, it, it, like I said, he, he was on there and he was like going through reverb and he's like, wait a minute. That's not a, that looks like a 2015, but it's not a 2015. And that says it's a, it's a deluxe, but it didn't do this deluxe and that, and it's a gold top. And he, and then he went, mm-hmm. he called the store that, that accidentally leaked it. And he said, Hey, did you guys put this up there? And was that an accident? They said, "Yeah, that was an accident. That was supposed. That was not supposed to go up." But he didn't. Uh, he didn't throw the store's name under the bus. But he was like, mm. "Yeah, they're doing a deluxe, and this is what it's going to look like." And here are the because he had the he had the pictures. He had already right. he'd already done all the stuff. <laughs> the damage was done. That's the thing about the internet. That shit was just. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Yeah, I've I've not watched that you know watched that guy's channel. I know a little bit about it, what he does, uh, but you know I I've not I don't really I can't say that I you know I'm a sit down you know every time he puts up a video and follow you know I, I don't follow. Oh, I don't. No, I can't. Pande- uh, people love that guy. Yeah, on pandemic, on pandemic, because I like I get up in the morning and I start work at like seven o'clock. Um, I have you know and I work, I work twelve hour days some days. 
And I, I literally will sit here like for the first hour of the day while I'm while I'm reading email and I'll have a video going. And like his stuff always ends up in my my feed now. And now I like look for it. it it's gotten to the point where I'm like, well, why do I wonder what he bought yesterday? Like that's <laughs> the only time I don't watch his channel, and I and I feel sorry. I guess I I don't know if I should feel bad or it doesn't really matter. But um, the only time I, uh, I don't watch his channel is when he does Fender stuff. I just he. Him talking about think... Fender is like me talking about uh, trucks. I mean, I got no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, it looks like up. Oh, yep, the word Mac is on the front, and it's really big. Mm-hmm. That's got a grill. Oh, there's some tires on it. That's that's him with a Fender. It's like yeah, and and I'm sitting there, and I'm not even a. I do not know Fenders that well. I, I'll be honest with you. That's the one guitar you could fake. You could say to me, "Yeah, Jim, it's a real Fender." I'd go, "No, oh, okay," and and uh, I think. Uh, who was it? Kinney, Kinnett, Kinnam, Kim, Kimmonen, Kinnaman. Anyway, one of these YouTube channels went in and did a um, uh, thing in a in a music around where he talked about how he, you know, he could spot a fake Fender. And I was like, I, I he was sh- he was saying all this stuff. I go, I don't see it. I was like, I don't, I don't even see it. I just don't care. Mm-hmm. I guess, I guess because to me, oh, you just faked um, a, a, a Telecaster. How hard can that be? Seriously. How hard can it be to fake right. a Telecaster? A Telecaster. Oh, Man. I took a cutting board and I routed it out and I put some electronics in it. And then I listen to this horse crap right I, here. I, I, I screwed four screws into the back. And it, I mean, you know what? You know what? You know what? Every Fender reminds me of. Did you ever see? Um, uh, we I can't get no satisfaction by. Um, oh, there's Zoe. Hi, Zoe. <laughs> she decided to come up. And- there I didn't know we had an extra guest. That's it. Look at that. <laughs> She's got a non-speaking role, though. So those are pe- yeah. those of you not. Uh, that's um, uh, Robert's very no, beautiful she, dog. Yep, yep. She's uh, she's my best friend. Yeah, she's uh, she's a rescue, and uh, you know she's the best dog that I've ever had. She rarely, yeah, you know, did well. I, every time that I'm on, on my live stream, you know, you guys can hear her barking at the mail. <laughs> doesn't bark at that stuff but beyond that in the house she rarely barks most of the time she is just like she is right now and uh she you know i can tell by her breath she just ate her dinner yeah (laughs) (laughs) she's so cute my um she'll come up and say hi to me after that and uh you know before she goes back down to uh sit on the couch with her mama Last night, uh, Drogon, we were watching The Jerk with Steve Martin, and uh, every time Shithead would show up on the on The Jerk, Drogon would jump up at the at, and go to the TV screen and bark at the at the dog. <laughs> uh, for those who don't know, Shithead is the name of the dog in, in The Jerk. It's wonderful. But, uh, yeah, he's he's a cute dog. Uh, he's he's also a rescue, by the way. He was uh, also a rescue. Yeah, yeah, she's a she's a she's a pretty special, pretty special puppy. So, uh, but what I was gonna say, Jim, I bet you you would have a much easier time spotting a fake vendor than you might think. You know, because yeah, just you know, because you know the reason why I say that is because you know when you're especially you know when you're working at a busy guitar center like you were, yeah, you know, I mean you know this. I mean use fenders, you know, fender new and used. I mean you know guy, you guys rifle through them and oh, you know man. a ton of them pass through your hands you can't help but notice when something's off you know when you see when one that you know isn't quite right oh yeah oh yeah it was you know i i think you would i think you'd probably if something were a little off of something you noticed. yeah 
I would say because fenders are super basic, when they're done wrong, like they didn't come out of the factory that way, they're super easy to spot. Like they're totally the opposite. Because I've seen I've seen chipsons that like I couldn't have told in person, but but mm-hmm. I have definitely seen fenders that like are super obvious. It's like they got the body wrong. Like what the hell are they thinking? Right, <laughs> right. Uh, I also found one time I did get got when I was I was buying in. Uh, and I and, and and I found out later that the guy that sold this to us, you know, was always selling everything he he ever tried to sell us. There was something shady with. Him. As soon as I saw him walk in the door with gear in his hand, it, it got to the point. As soon as I saw him walk through the door with gear in his hand, I knew I had to, you know, I had to really do my homework on this before I made it. Yeah. Covered. But there was one time in particular, you know, he had sold me, uh, he, you know, I had bought in a, uh, you know, an old, I think it was a late eighties, uh, Jap- Japanese strap. Right. And, uh, put her down. She's ready to be back on all fours. Yeah. And, um, you know, I noticed it was, you know, it was definitely lightweight. You know, it was a little bit lighter than I expected it to be, but beyond that, everything else looked okay on it. And, you know, the boss came in and he spotted it immediately as soon as he pulled it off. He saw how light it was. And he took a closer look and popped the neck off. Turned out it was a it was a Japanese fender neck bolted onto a Squire bullet body. Oh and yeah. So you know we fortunately we were able to get our money back out of it, make it, but uh, break even. And, yeah. You know I did I learned a lesson. There is a difference in you know because the, the bullet bodies are thinner. Yeah. Until that instance had happened. Uh, you know, but uh, after that, I was I paid a lot closer attention to what I was buying. I mean, so. yeah, it's not always a given, but usually, like, if there's two string trees and it says an American, no, um, mm-hmm. or that, like that's a good saying, one. The 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 necks usually don't. I don't care how well they say the player series is. I mean, I'm not I'm not knocking the player series. Take my word for it. I'm not doing that. I'm not knocking the squires. I'm just saying that. Anybody who says that a that a squire or a player um, sound or feels as good as one of the American strats hasn't played enough of them to know how the neck feels. I'm not saying they're not mm-hmm. good. I'm just saying they feel totally different. Um, yeah, I mean, you can prefer that. one to the other too. Yeah, because yeah. I definitely preferred the players to the to the pro. Um, but that was that was me. I mean, it was I, my preference. Yeah, you know what's funny is I prefer the I prefer the shape. And the and the construction of the player to the pro, you know what I don't like about the player neck? It to me, it feels sticky. That that's well, you can undo that. That's that's an easy thing to take care of. But but the other my my takeaway for it was the electronics were crap in the in the player compared to the pro. But I didn't like the the electronics in either one, so it didn't make any difference. Um, I would probably just buy a warmer neck, warmest neck anyway. (laughs) Well. So, you know, here's the other – here's the thing that I've always looked at to value Fender because um, I play them. Like I've played Fender bodies for a long time. You get used to the comfort contours and the, the like the, the arm contour specifically. I've never seen like a fake where the arm contour is perfect Yeah. And because it, it's either not round enough or it's too round. And then the other thing is like on Telecasters, if you look at the edge – the the um the bevel on the edge on a lot of the the cheapy imports is a lot sharper 
than it is on like a real fender where it's a little bit more curved. And actually the old fenders apparently don't have that. They're not as uh, rounded, but they're not sharp either. So you right. just got to pay attention to that kind of stuff. If you get around them enough, you'll know. I mean, it's yeah. not, it's not mm. rocket science. And the plates are usually a giveaway. And then the silk screen, you could tell, I mean, if you can't tell the difference between a silk screen and a um, sticker, yeah. I mean, that's, well, not all of them. So that's that's they're not uh, all silk contention. I know, right? And then and then if you've got an old one, oh yeah, this is a you know like this is from the from the early nineties and it's got a sticker on it, and you're like, yeah, it's not faded. Like if that sticker hasn't started to fade, there's something wrong. Yeah, um, it's always little things. It's always little yeah. things. Um, yep. it, honestly, I think now. Um, Robert, you you must see this about as much as I do. I still see people trying to pass off um, fakes on like fake book fake book Facebook marketplace, fake book marketplace, yeah, um, Facebook marketplace. Or they're trying to pass them off on uh, different places like that. I mean, yeah, I mean, there's various places online that you, you know that uh, that you see that, and you know, and it's. I think a lot of a lot of times it's not necessarily somebody trying to pass it off. It's somebody that had somebody else that already been had, you know, and actually does believe that it's whatever it is in question is authentic. You know, I think that's I think that's really more the case than, uh, uh, you know, than anything. But it's you know, whenever that, that happens, it never lasts long, especially if it's posted on a place like like Marketplace or, uh, you know, or Craigslist or Reverb. I mean, it's only going to be a matter of time. Where somebody gets a hold of it and posts that link on Facebook and says, "Hey, everybody, watch out for this because this is not legit," and here's why. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, yeah, we see it. We see it happen all the time. I don't know how There's many, a guy. I see more, more posts in Facebook groups about people posting fake gear, uh, or you know, or, or uh, plagiarized gear anywhere that I do. I see. I see it more there than anywhere. So, uh, say what you want about you know Facebook. It's hard community and there's plenty yeah. to be said about it but people don't hesitate, uh, you know to tell people when they see something fishy going on somewhere else it, it may be really toxic but people do look out for one another even though we hate they each do, other they do. you know there's a guy locally he's got um he's got a guitar he says it's a prs and it looks literally looks like you know the dove you know dove soap it's got like those birds mm-hmm. the dove soap bird he's got the dove soap birds <laughs> oh i'm says, i'm down i'm down send it my way that that i've like shown it on really the show want. hold on i'll i'll find it while we're talking i think i saw that actually i i laughed so hard i thought is this guy serious i mean um, I, honestly dove soap bird sounds really fun to me like that would be a kind of an ironic like fake guitar to pull out especially if it was like a john mayer you know right. <laughs> i think there's a little bit of extra irony there i don't know oh my god so what do you what do you think um robert as far as um and let's not go too far down the nam rabbit hole but what do you think about the nam announcement that oh goody there's another color of uh, john mayer um guitar and it went at it and it sold in like 14 seconds or some ridiculous thing like that it was it was pretty much sold out before they anybody could post it well, you know, I mean, that's, you know, in the case of that particular one, I mean, you know, if it's, you guys know this as well as I do, if it's got John Mayer's name on it, it's going to sell and price tag doesn't make any difference. Yeah. I mean, plus that, those finishes are stunning and they're, and they're like very unique. I mean, that was, they were going to go fast regardless. Right. Why do you think so many people are, you know, are 
all interested and that Dave Mustaine, you know, the new Dave Mustaine signature you, Gibson that they're, that they're teasing. And, and yeah, you're not even going to get there. to touch it for a year because they're going to come out and they're going to be out the door right away because yeah. they demand. Yeah, it's, yeah, supply, yeah, supply and demand. You got to get in line now. Uh, but we're, but that's another thing is not only are they going to do a signature model, uh, you know, that they're going to do one in the Gibson line because, and I talked about this on my live stream yesterday. Um, there was, you know, the, what I've noticed Gibson has done over the last couple of years is they're not doing so many, quite so many signature models in the Gibson line, unless it's slash, you know, um, they're not really doing too much signature stuff in the Gibson line because most of their signature artists now, like, you know, Matt Heavey, uh, the, you know, people like that, you know, that's, uh, you know, Matt Heavey and, uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, uh, Lizzie, uh, Lizzie Hale, you know, people like that. You know, they have a much, much, much younger audience and their audience, most you know, most of their audience do not have $3,000 to buy on a Matt Heafy signature guitar. Dave Mustaine, on the other hand, has plenty of people that, you know, have are right in that age group. Buy. Yeah, you know, they, they can afford it. So, you know, and, and you know, and, and, and he's also got a, got that younger audience, too, which is why they'll, they'll still make the Epiphone, I think. But, you know, <clears throat> I think a, honestly, I out of the out of the list of people that Gibson has on their artist roster right now, I think Dave Mustaine is probably the one with the most universal appeal, mm-hmm. um, and that's only because like he's got a you know thirty five year forty year career of being you know one of the one of the premier metal guitar players. He and I, as much as I love Joe Bonamassa. Yeah, you know, we we called him Boner Massa on the show a lot, but as much as I love Joe Bonamassa, um, and you know even even Slash and those guys like Slash, maybe the only other A lister they have, and like you said, they're still doing signature models for him. Mm-hmm. I could see Dave Mustaine kind of getting a similar treatment over some of the other people, like like you said, like Lizzie Hale and and um, James Yard Nichols and those kind of right. guys. So yeah, well you know. They, they, you know, they're they're definitely beefing up their A-lister roster. I mean, they got Harry Cantrell now too. I feel like he's going to get, um, you know, for the yeah. same reasons. So. We had a long conversation about why him as a brand ambassador was kind of funny to us, but yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. you know, I, mean, you know and I, I admit I'm a little biased because he's, you know, he's actually I, I love Jerry Cantrell. Yeah, he's one of my favorite guitar players, actually. Yeah, he's one of mine too, and you know, it's and it's not. I mean, I love Alice. But, you know, there's honestly the band itself. There's so many other bands that, uh, you know, if I were to list my favorite bands, they wouldn't be first. You know, they would, you know, they, they might make, I don't know, they make the top 10, to be honest with you. But, you know, I think he is, I think Jerry Cantrell is an absolutely brilliant guitar player and songwriter. And everything that he has recorded for that band has, been, you know, the solo to uh, uh, Wood, for example. You know, was you know, it is not a shredding solo at all. It is, you know, anybody that's been playing guitar for six months can probably learn to play it. And you know, inside it's of- just well thought out. I mean, that's basically what it boils down to. Yeah. Um, but we were laughing. The reason why we were laughing about though is because he's been a dyed in the wool GNL guy for a really long time, and he always talks yeah. about the the rampage and stuff as being like his. You know, he's got. I guess he's got two or three of them from the eighties that that are yeah. like on. Well, I was, One I was of surprised them is- to see him too. Yeah, well, no, he didn't jump ship. That's the thing. He still has the the signature model over there, and really? he still has to deal with them. But Gibson has allowed him to flow guitars from them as well. So he's getting you know his hmm. Silverburst Les Pauls and stuff. At least that's what this would have been told. 
Um, and maybe they're just running out signature models until they're done and they're going to take them off the website. But, uh, and, and for a company like GNL, that might take a really long time. But he even said in his, his uh, Gibson interview, is like, I'm still playing this guitar. I This is the only guitar I have that's on every single record, virtually every single song. You know, and and uh, he couldn't think of anything he hadn't used it on, which is kind of interesting that like, oh, well, I went over to Gibson to be an artist for them. But but, you know, I, I like more power to people that can get those kind of deals and can go into those situations. Um, I know people were beating up Josh Smith for for, you know, get, going over to Ibanez because it was kind of like. You know, he had this relationship with this builder and all this different stuff, and they were kind of, you know, it was just people just being awful people, right? And he basically said in the live stream where he announced the guitar, he basically said, like, look, guys, you know, I, I have this opportunity, and I'm never going to get this again. So, yes, I'm going to do it. You know, like, shut up. You know, <laughs> go away yeah. in a very nice mm-hmm. way. Um, sure. So I don't. I mean, it, has there been a lot of demand for those? Are you guys? I mean, have you guys uh, had like calls asking for pre-orders on that or anything yet? Not yet, but I'm sure I will. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that's going to be a popular one too. But I don't think it'll yeah, be Dave Mustaine big. Yeah, but, but yeah, yeah. But you know, but uh, you know, back, Jim, back to your original question uh, that I apparently derailed there momentarily. So my apologies, <laughs> uh, you know, with all the, you know, with their lack being lack of, you know, with the lack of a NAM show this year, uh, honestly, I would expect it to be smaller next year and maybe even the next couple of years, because, you know, I think a lot of companies, PRS, for example, Ivan has, uh, you know, the, uh, Schecter, I think had a pretty big, uh, had a pretty big, announcement of their 2021 launch you know uh companies like that uh that are known for having these huge great big gigantic name show booths you know are still generating the same buzz without that is i mean with you, you we all know you know name show that is a huge part of all these companies marketing budgets every single year i mean you know and it's not just a matter of a couple of plane tickets and you know and labor hours i mean they got to spend a lot of money getting all those booths and you know all the everything that they use to set the booth it is a big expense to get all that stuff shipped out there um even if well, the companies are in la it's still a lot of you know it's still a lot of expenses getting all that, that stuff there you know plus the gear they got to ship you know, and there's a lot of those companies, like, you know, the Marshall booth is notorious. They've got a ton of amps in that booth, right? Just yeah. just to put a point on that, I mean, I, I work for the association world, and so I see what some of the costs are associated with, you know, putting on a conference, which is just purely educational in nature. And to give people, to give people an idea, um, you can actually go look. ASE publishes numbers on, you know, what a typical association does for – whatever and it was basically four hundred thousand per one thousand people to walk through the door mm-hmm. um for, for the the company that actually puts it on and so if you can imagine what the vendors are spending because they have to recoup that from vendor booths and all that kind of stuff in order to make it an association because associations aren't supposed to make money so it's a whole like that whole thing is probably 20 30 million dollars to put on i mean it's yeah. it's crazy amounts That's of insane. money yeah yeah, yeah. Now, what I do think is going to happen over time, you know, within probably three years, give or take, you know, once once we start having name shows again, you know, from, you know, within about three years, there's going to be people that are, you know, after enough companies have sat out for a year or two, 
you know, then people are going to start complaining. Oh, Schechter wasn't there. I, w- I really wanted to see what Schechter was, you know, was announcing. You know, Ivan is not there. Gibson, you know, you know, because remember what happened a couple of years ago when Gibson decided to skip it all together went and went to CES, which I think stupid of them, but, uh, you know, but that's what they did anyway. And, uh, you know, just the fact that they decided they opted not to go to NAM at all that year, the guitar community lost I, their minds. I don't know. You know, and, I could look at it two ways. So when I grew up, uh, I grew up on a dairy farm, um, and my father or my stepfather, uh, every year he would go to uh, Syracuse, New York area, and every year mm-hmm. um, they had uh, uh, this big display. It was a similar thing. So International Harvester and um, uh, John Deere and you know all these other companies would come out, and they would have everything. I mean. And it was just like Nam in that you would have everything from I mean it is the weirdest stuff I'm going to mention here but everything from manure spreaders to to bull sperm I mean you had people selling everything <laughs> there right and mm-hmm. if you were a big farm we were a big farm we we produced a lot of milk um, <clears throat> you you got to go you were like the the famous guitar player that got to go to Nam you know. And uh, all it meant for me was I had to do more work because my stepfather wasn't home, and and so and he he took my mother like it was a big vacation for them. <laughs> it was like <Right. laughs> I think that's what they did on their honeymoon, believe it or not. But anyway, I was like twelve mm. or thirteen when I got married. So, but um, I I I saw it shift. Um, I'm having a soda delivered. Thank you. Um, and uh, nice. yeah, <laughs> brand new one. Um, so, uh, anyway, they, um, they had this, you know, this thing that they did every year was very, every, every company, every, every, um, I shouldn't say company, every, every type of thing that I can think of that goes into sales marketing has a NAM. Every, they all have a NAM. CES is a NAM, right? I mean, NAM is a NAM, you know, like I said, that's huge. And CES is gigantic. And you, you, I don't know if you, you've been to NAM, but you've at least um, uh, heard from people who have been to NAM. The guitar part is not the biggest part of NAM. No. We no, think not. it is, but it's not. Yeah, well, and that's because that's what we have an interest in. And, uh, you know, as much as I am not complaining about my YouTube feed not being flooded with NAM videos this year, and <laughs> uh, <laughs> normally – uh, it is flooded name videos this year, and you know, because you know, because I I, I follow I don't follow the drum channels or the bass channels, you know. Right. You know, I'll check out recording channels every now and then because I do have a bit of a you know a, some interest in, in learning more about. I mean, I have an interest in learning more about that stuff, but that's not my main gig, you know. So, you, you know, I don't see I don't see that stuff. I I see I'm primarily exposed to the guitar channel, you know, partially because that's what I am, and partially because that's what I have an interest in. Um, you know, you but you I've never been, and uh, you know I I've never been because that's a, you know that's that's an expensive trip for me as well. Uh, you know, even though I could probably, you know, I could probably get a pass, you know, get a, get a pass, you know, get a, a four day pass for free, but you know, hotel costs that week. <laughs> you know, not to mention plane tickets on like I mean, that's, that's, yeah. that's an, expensive, an expensive trip for me. And the other thing that, you know, really that concerns me more is uh, <laughs> you guys may laugh at me for this, but I'm, I'm actually scared 
because I've received so many death threats over the Fuzz Factory video and, you know, and a couple of others that, uh, you know, <laughs> you know that's stuff like that. embarrassing I, 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 for our community. I mean, I, I mean, honestly, that's the toxicity of dealing with a class of people that is like uh, musicians in general. I'm going to get on my philosophical soapbox because that really that really frustrates me to hear that. Um, yeah. Musicians in general, we're opinionated. Like, I don't know if anybody's realized this, but like I have seen so <laughs> no. many over radical guitar people like I mean, real like political radical, but also just, you know, extremist kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. like, like somehow our, what we say matters, you know what I mean? And, it, and it's just like to hear people threatening death because you made a video about the fuzz factory. Yeah. And, hey, listen, and you guys, didn't like it. I and don't it was... like the fuzz factory that much either. And I owned one for quite a long time. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, <laughs> you know, between that video and, you know, the, when, when, when Zvex themselves commented on that video. Yeah. You know, well, now he, every, can, now go jump off, he can go comment. jump off a bridge. Like I was a I jerk mean, I to me. Know. It doesn't bother you know. It doesn't bother me. But now everybody sees that comment on it. And they see what he says, and you know, oh, you just got owned by Zvex, and this, you know, it's not uh, really. Uh, it, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, he yeah, didn't. I mean, honestly, if it, yeah, I think if anything, the guy ought to be thanking me because I'm quite sure I've sold a lot. I was gonna of fuzz say, I bet day. you've sold a lot of fuzz factories. <laughs> well, you know what? It, yeah. What's funny about him is like. I had a, I had a run in with him too. We've talked about it in the show. Yeah, like he and I right. he and I don't get along. I won't buy anything. Chase or not Chase Bliss. Mm-hmm. Chase Bliss is fine. Um, I won't buy anything. Uh, Zvex. Zvex. Um, mm-hmm. in fact, somebody I know was looking to buy a super hard on a while ago, and I was like, really? Um, mm-hmm. not because not because of him, but that's because not a that steely man. <laughs> that no. So it's right. a boost pedal. But the funny thing is, is he actually tapes an extra transistor to the inside of the boost pedal. Because the transistor blows in them frequently, I like, I believe yeah. that. Yeah, they're that unreliable. It's sort of known. Um, I I mean, I if you like the sound, you like the sound. But uh, I I honestly wouldn't buy one myself. That 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 just sounds like asking for trouble. What what's um, the name of the pedal again? The super hard on. Okay, so is it like a two finger thing, or is it you know you how know? many? It's a finger size <laughs> enclosure. It's a finger size enclosure. Um, how many? How many pedals exist? I'm sorry, but I I just have to laugh at that name. How many pedals in this world could double for like like actor credits in a porn? I know, right? Like we got we got the big muff pie. Yeah, we got. I mean, I I could say this on the show. We're we're adult friendly. The super hard on. Right. Uh, But what was that one? Big John's hairy balls. Yep, Big John's and hairy balls. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. What's the What's the one that that everybody went to? Freaking they got they they just. What was that one from Steel Panther that everybody was like, "Oh my god!" Oh, the the pussy melter. Oh yeah, the pussy melter. Well, three of them. There was that one. There was the uh, the. the Oh, there's other ones now. Yeah, the boomerang boomerang and. I mean, I I like I'm not I I. I you know if that's your thing, sure. I I don't. I wouldn't want that stuff on my board. I don't, but, but that's because like I don't want to answer the questions. Yeah. If I wouldn't done that, I'd put tape over it just so people wouldn't ask. No, it, um, I, I I demo two of them on my channel about I don't know six six or eight months ago. You know, because buddy of mine owned. So he you know he was he was he lived in Minnesota at the time. Now he's in Iowa. Uh, but you know he he mailed them down to me. You know, doesn't have Adam. So I, uh, you know, so I did a demo of a couple of them on my channel. And they're, you know, they're they're okay. You know, all right, they're not, they're not bad. 
that sound of pedals at all, but you know, it's not the best. Sound. Punch, and punchline to this joke, punchline to this joke. So you get all these pedals together, right? You put a board, you call it, you call it the, the porn board, and then you plug it in, <laughs> you plug it in to your fucking fucker. Yeah. Yeah. That's the amp. That's if, the if amp. You remember amp. that amp. Yep. The fucking mm. fucker. <laughs> the Metasonics amp, but it had like 32 tubes in it that none of them are audio tubes yeah you gotta wonder you gotta wonder if um uh speaking of childish amp names uh you gotta wonder if dave friedman you know sits around goes gee what am i gonna talk called this one this week dave oh i know the harry nothing nothing on metasonics nothing yeah go look at some of the metasonics effect units and look at the knobs when you see people's heads up their asses and like (laughs) sex acts on the knobs that's when you realize this guy's on another level Oh, uh, I don't know God. what level that is, if it's above or below me, but he's on another one. That's for sure. <laughs> hey, you yeah, know what? I'm, I'm, I'm with, I, I think I'm with Jim. I, I think it's, you know, the, you know, the, the, the dirty name, you know, amp models thing, I think is kind of run its course. I think it's, it has uh, definitely I, run its course. I, We're yeah, not disagreeing on that. To, no, no, none of us are disagreeing on that. I think it's time to give these, you know, give these three and four and five thousand dollar amplifiers some, you know, some adult names, some know. mature names, <laughs> yeah, so that yeah. you know yeah. when people order them from you, they don't feel like, oh, well, you know, can I get the the BD? I can't or, believe, you know, yeah. And when when they take them and play them in church, they don't have to, you know. And somebody asks them what they're playing, they don't offend them. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It, it, you know, um, uh, it's funny because I don't, uh, uh, I don't always watch this show. But the other day, Rhett Shell was talking about um, being fired. Oh, Rhett Shell, Rhett Shell, Rhett Shell, Rhett Shell. Anyway, he was talking about being fired from a gig because he was fired from a um, uh, a church gig, and I had to laugh. It, it, he was actually pretty, pretty. Um, uh, you know, candid about this. He got fired from a church gig because he went out for a drink. Um, his one weekly drink, he went out for a drink and he got a picture of like his drink, his, you know, and he had a little shot of whiskey or a double. I didn't know whiskey. temperance was still a thing in churches. I know. And the church fired him and they said, well, you know, uh, public drinking is against our policy and it's in the, it's in the thing you signed. And he was looking through his stuff. He's like, no, it's not. Um, and he, um, but I just thought you know, the only reason I find that f- I bring that up is because we're talking about that. And I remember when I first brought my SG to, uh, to, um, the church, did they I do the devil the horns thing? Yeah. The devil. Horns oh thing. my God. And it wasn't this as get it was my over that shit. Like what? Wow. Yeah. You can yeah. play a strat, but don't bring that SG cause it looks like devil horns. <laughs> Even though it's offset. Wow. Uh, oh, yeah. my God. What, what is wrong? Well, we what live is, in a society I... of, of uh, all kinds of things. I mean, I, I don't want to get into, you know, all that. But I just I just find Jim, it funny. Jim, you're a Satanist. Look behind I you. I know. Look at me. I, it's right there. <laughs> I mean, if I put my head just right, look. And, and there's my, uh, right there on the tip of my finger, that's Angus what Young. What would they that's say if you Angus brought Young. in what would they say if you brought in a Tony Iommi model? It has a little. It has a little set of devil horns on it. Oh, you can't see it. I've got it cropped, but I've got a, um, Angus Young up there. It's got a little set of devil horns on him too. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, if you bring in the Tony Iommi model, it'll have crosses for inlays. I'm getting another one. They've got they they just released the uh, Highway to Hell one, and I'm releasing. I'm that, cross, that, or that, that one may have upside down crosses, doesn't it? Yeah. No, it's they're they're right side up on the Tony Iommi. Are they? He's left handed. Oh, that's right. 
Well, if I played it, it would be wrong. They'd be all right. Down. Right. So don't do that. <laughs> Get the right-handed model. You know what's you know what's funny? The um, so Gibson put together. Uh, speaking of that one, uh, was a few months ago. Gibson put out a special edition of the what do they call it? The monkey was it called? The monkey. It has a monkey sticker on it. Yeah, it's I, the. I know. I don't know what they call it, but it's, it's yeah. not the bad monkey, but it's a monkey. Yeah, anyway, it's a super well known SG that I've never seen it before. Yeah, it was so well known <laughs> I'd never heard of it. But anyway, um, people spent eight ten thousand dollars or whatever on it. But what's funny is they put out a left-handed model and they put out a right-handed model. Guess which one they sold more of? The left-handed. No, the right-handed model. You would oh, think thought... it'd be you would think it'd be a collector well, no. thing and you'd just buy it. But no. Yeah, but there was another guitar that they did that with where they actually did sell more left-handed models than the rights. And I think it was the uh the Hendrix uh the that Hendrix one. SG for yeah. the for the Dick Cavett show performance, which yeah. is so hilarious. Oh, let's put out this this historic model. Yeah, but it it's was only be one, on of TV like once. the one time he ever played it, you know. Um, and, that, well, and, that guitar was that guitar was interesting. I remember one came into uh, one came into the store one time when I was there. Uh, you know, this it was a it was a regular guy. This guy sold us all kinds of really really high end platinum level stuff like this, with, you know, very very regular. And one time he brought in this Hendrix, uh, the, you know, this Hendrix Flying V. And, you know, usually when, you know, when I had stuff come in like this, that, uh, you know, that I wasn't quite sure what to do with, you know, because there's not that many of those out there. There wasn't yeah, I mean, eBay, nothing out there to go off of, you know, so there's a, there's a guy that works, uh, he's the platinum manager of the Hollywood Studios, Alan Clark. And, uh, Alan is, you know, that guy's an encyclopedia for stuff. You know, he's been dealing in the high end platinum gear, guitar gear, especially for, you know, going on three decades now, I think. Um, you know, so I called Alan and, uh, ran it by him and, you know, so what's, what's, what's your take on this? You know, and you got, I know you're good about it. He's like, yeah, they came out in, what was it? 2007 or something, whatever year it was. And, you know, he's like, here's the thing. When they came out, nobody cared. <laughs> he's like, guitar players didn't care. You know, you had the Gibson collector, you know, collector guys that snatched up all the lefties when they first, you know, when they were, when they were first released and, you know, the, and, but, you know, guitar players themselves weren't all that interested you know it was a, it was an overpriced flying v with a bunch of flowery shit on it you know <laughs> yeah i mean so. i i would love to have one he jimmy's back there in the background but um <laughs> but you know the the dumb part is the sg one like the trogley got one of those in and he showed video of it and they aged it and i'm like the one that jimmy played was not aged you know no. and then on on top of that they aged it very poorly. If you look at how they did the checking, it was so deep you could see the you could see the wood underneath. It was like this came out of the custom shop. Yeah, I was I think, like, that's pathetic. I think when you look at that stuff, you go, "Are you serious?" I first of all, all right, I'm not a huge fan of the aging process, but I get it. I get it on some of the stuff. I really do. But when you when you're getting a a signature model of something that somebody had, let's say let's say it was Pages '59 Les Paul, all right, let's say it's Pages '59 Les Paul. Um, that guitar wasn't that old when it was no. when it was famous. It was like seven or ten. I mean, let's let's it, age it now. Let's make it look like it does now. What's that? At that time, it was just a Les Paul. 
Yeah, you know? right. it was just a 59 Les Paul, which wasn't that old. It would be like they weren't even talking about it as a 59. Even a 59, and it was a Les Paul. Yeah, he's had that guitar for years now. Yeah, yeah, that, it that was one. like just a burst. And it, yeah, it was a burst that he got from Joe Walsh or somebody. No, the last no, they had Sherry Subbers, Les Paul. He's been playing that for a few years now. That's what people said back then. Yeah. You know, you know they didn't have it. It wasn't vintage. It wasn't 59. It wasn't a burst. It's an old guitar. It's a guitar you like. You know, it's like a Les Paul I got hanging up in my, you know, in my room for the years. That's what it was. Well, that's what you I'm know? saying. Yeah. It, it's like if you have a, I don't know if you have one, but if you had a 2010 right now, that would be what that would be the equivalent. So well, we're just saying sense. we're just saying the year didn't even matter back. Yeah, then. yeah. Nobody well, you was even. They weren't even talking about guitars in terms of this year was different than this one. Yeah, and you wouldn't brag right. right now. You wouldn't say, "Oh, yeah, my my last Paul's a 2010," unless it was something right. Special I don't. I don't, 2010. I, don't think, I don't think there was a collector's market back. then. No, there wasn't one no. at all. There, there may have been one for you know for acoustics. I, you know, there, I, I I guess I could see there being maybe something for like pre-war. You know, collectors being big on that stuff back then, but. Uh, but you know, we're just old. Yeah, electrics. God, you know, at that point, they weren't even twenty years old yet. You know, solid bodies anyway. No, no. I so, think. Matter of fact, you know, you know, if, uh, if you know, remember, sir, really, the vintage market didn't really begin to take off until like the early nineties. Right. Uh, yeah. Know, so like Eighty-seven is. Eighty-seven was the year that things started to creep up, and then by like ninety-five, they were astronomical. Yeah. 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 Yeah, because so, I remember. Well, so. Yeah, I was looking for um, a guitar from my birth year or something, or the year I graduated or something like that. And I, um, all of a sudden, the prices are crazy. And then you've got, then you've got. Um, uh, we've talked about this in channel before, but uh, let's, uh, Robert. What do you think of the the? Um, who's the guy Jones from? Uh, not Radiohead. Um, uh, the other one, Tool. Adam Jones. Adam Jones. Mm-hmm. So what do you think of that? The, uh, <clears throat> Uh, well, you know, I'm, I'm going to say this first while I got this thought in, uh, in my head. You know, I was born in 77, and you couldn't pay me any amount of money to, you know, for me to buy a birth year guitar because, you know. <laughs> yeah, you're screwed. Nobody, <laughs> nobody's building guitars on the, for the shit. We were, we were just talking about that. <laughs> we were just talking about that two episodes ago, how in the 70s was like the dark ages for electric guitars because there wasn't shit that was worth buying. Yeah, well, and it's only been the last couple of years, 70s Gibson's up into the seven six seven eight thousand dollar range which oh, now they're reissuing them <laughs> well finally you know for the longest time they do you know you know are they going to come with pancake bodies yeah uh <laughs> that i don't know but gibson wasn't they wouldn't even acknowledge their you know anything that they did in the 70s you know i think the first time they did was when they did that that guitar of the week uh gibson rd yeah silver burst rd thing that, that was like the first time that they'd ever acknowledged anything that ever did any kind of 70s reissue anything uh, but I mean, yeah, I mean, I, you know, there's, you, you, there's no way I would pay eight grand or anywhere close to that for a seventies Gibson or Fender. <laughs> yeah. Know, I, I mean, people are crazy, you know, which, you know, leads me to the Adam Jones thing, you know, the signature, I, I don't, you know, I mean, people are, you know, kind of poo pooing the, you know, the whole Adam Jones signature left Paul thing, despite the, you know, I, did they recover the ones that got ripped off on the road? We, I, I didn't hear if they did or not. I, I'm assuming they didn't. So, did you guys hear about that? Yeah, but we did, we don't know whether they were recovered or not. Or at least I don't. Yeah, I haven't heard they were recovered, but I did hear that Gibson is going to uh, give those people their Les Pauls. They're, re, they're rebuilding them. Uh, and uh, they're doing something special so that you'll be able to tell 
you still got your guitar, but um, it'll have a thing that indicates that that's a real your guitar and not the fakes. Or I should okay. say fakes, but the one of the ones that were stolen. So that they can then figure out who which ones got stolen because they know what serial numbers went out. I mean, this that's is dumb. Uh, yeah, that was stupid when you know, that hit that, you know, hit that, that Ron was hugely stupid. Uh, but, you know, I, I can't really, I don't I mean, it's why everybody's making such a, such a big deal. Yeah, they're, you know, they're expensive. They're insanely overpriced. But, you know, think about it. I mean, you know, you know, Tool or a band from the 90s. I was in high school popular. You know, I'm 43 now. You know, most of their fan base are about my age. You know, we, we've, we've got money now. <laughs> we, we didn't then, but we got money now. And, you know, I don't know that I'm going to, I'm, I'm certainly going to pay $20,000 for one of their members, you know, but there are people in my age bracket that, you know, that are willing to do so. And, you know, and it's, it's not anything different from the, you know, from the, the, the Billy Gibbons, the aged Billy Gibbons that they did, the, you know, the, uh, the aged, um, Randy Rhodes that they did, you know, the, you know, so along all those, you know the lines of all those other signature models. Oh no, I don't. I, I don't think. I I oh. think that what they did was right. You know, if you look at Tool, right? Like you said, they were they were popular in the '90s into the early 2000s. Um, they're still mm-hmm. popular. They just put out a new album. Um, yep. Uh, Adam Jones is a guitar player. A lot of people look up to. I mean, I remember seeing mm-hmm. that guitar on the cover of Guitar World. Geez, a decade ago or so. Um, I've got. To, I've, I've still got it. I've, and I've got a client right. I've got a client right now that uh, he has, you know, he's called me. I bet you I talk to him two, three, four times a month. Uh, more than that, when you factor in email. And you know, he's he's about my age. I think he's forty-two. And you know, he's he's a doctor now. He's got money, and he's a huge. He's, you know, he's a, he's a big metal head, and he's a huge Tool fan. And there was a stretch there were probably two or three months that just about every single one of our conversations uh, revolve around you know the question: Can I get that Tool sound with this particular guitar amp or whatever piece of gear it was he was looking at? You know, can I get that Tool sound? You know, that Adam Jones tone from this. So you know, there's a, there's a lot of people out there. I agree. You know, he's, you know, he's, he's influenced. He's not one of my favorite guitar players, but he has absolutely influenced a lot of people out there in my age bracket. So, and, and my thing isn't that I'm, I'm not, it's the actual 77 or his is a 79, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 70, 77 or yeah. Burst. 79. Yeah. <clears throat> and he had the little mirror thing he put on and whatever, whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, the the fact is, I had a '79 Les Paul custom. Okay, it was a good guitar. I'm not. I'm not. Hey, my mother sold it when I left. <laughs> back then, she got five hundred dollars for it in like a second in a dinky little town before the internet. Okay, wow. which believe it or not, back then a Les Paul custom really wasn't that much more than that. That's what's weird. Mm. And so. I had spent everything I had earned for almost two years mowing lawns, all these shit, literally shit jobs I did for two years to buy that guitar, and then she sold it on me. But it doesn't matter. Um, what's what's the point is that that it it retained its value and it sold. Um, but um, I went to look to buy a new one, right? When I had a little extra money, and then. Right. And then Adam Jones made him so popular. I can't get one. <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. 
And that happened relatively overnight, too, yeah. because, you know, I mean, you know, 70s, you know, Silverbursts, I think they've always been popular. But, you know, they it's only been here in the last couple, three years that I've noticed people equating that guitar to Adam Jones. So, you know, it's, you know, his influence on that guitar. And I think that's also the reason why, you know, not only when you do see the prices are also two and a half times what they were not even 10 years ago. So I remember selling a couple of, uh, you know, those late 70s. Uh, there was one, we had one in particular that a, a buddy of mine sold at the store. It was, I think that one was a 1980. Um, same era. This one, on the other hand, though, this was a case queen. You know, barely been played at all. You know, the you know the finish just started to turn green in a few spots just from the age. Uh, not a scratch on it, not a ding on it, not a anything, not no pick scratches, no swirls, nothing. It still had the little stickers on the pickup rings, even. Uh, I mean, this thing was as close to brand new as you, as you could find for a guitar built 30 some odd years ago at that time. And we sold it for memory serves. I, I, man, I think played like a beast too. God, that was a great guitar. I, I, you know, if I had, I think we sold it for 35, 3,500. And, you know, I had, I remember at the time telling myself, man, I wish I had this kind of money that I could buy this guitar because it's, you know, this is right up my alley. But that guitar right now, I bet you would bring every bit of eight grand, if not 10. Oh, yeah. Right now. And, uh, yeah. Easily. Easily. David, you wanted to say something. Well, I was going to ask. So you're after. So are you after a similar vintage uh, custom or are you looking at something else? Me? Yeah. Uh, actually, I, I, I'm probably going to wind up with a new one, to be honest. You know, uh, I don't I don't I don't need a vintage you know, vintage Les Paul custom, you know, there's not a, a, you know, number one, I don't want one that, you know, that's beat up. I don't want one that's beat up. I don't even want one that's, that's broken in. I want, I want to do all that myself, you know, so this is going to be one of those guitars that I know is going to stay with me for decades. You know, it's going to be worth a lot more than what I paid for it. And, uh, you know, I could, you know, I, I, I suppose I don't, the only, really, the only thing I that I would be absolutely opposed to if it was for that uh, that set of years in the Henry era when they went away from ebony fretboards and they were using rich light. Um, you know, the rich light pers- personally doesn't bother me, but you know, it's absolutely affects the resale value. You know. Oh yeah. That's, you know, you know those aren't going to be worth as much down the road. So now, you know, but they're putting ebony on them again now. So. That's that's real. That's what I want. That's so like I'll probably I'll probably just likely order a new one. The funny part about Rich Light is people, you know, they poo poo it like really hard, but I mean, you can see that there are still manufacturers using it, and they're usually they using it for decades. You know, when there's usually like the the ones I think of that when they're using it, like like Godain, are using it on their synth model guitars or their their multivoice guitars because. Mm-hmm. It has an even frequency response compared to, and it for whatever reason it improves tracking. So people are still mm-hmm. using it in those kind of applications. Yeah, I don't necessarily think it's good or bad, but yeah. it makes sense though. It's just a choice, so, you know. That does make sense. Yeah, you know, I mean, regardless, it'll I mean, only I, be unpopular until somebody really famous starts playing one, and then all of a sudden. It, there'll be a run on them and you won't be able to get the, the used vintage ones, but it'll be 20 or 30 years before that happens. Somebody's going to do it at some point. I'm sure they will. But, you know, to me, you know, 
I can't predict that. <laughs> yeah, if right. You'd, if you'd have asked me if Fender Squires would be selling for over $200 right now, I'd have told you you were nuts. And yet... Uh, the, the original ones? The Japanese ones? No. Wow, the Japanese ones. Jeez. Some of those are going for four or 500 bucks. I've seen them as high as 1000 Yeah. The, new, the brand new ones. Yeah, the brand new ones. Oh, yeah, no, but, I'm talking about Japanese Squire. I've seen Japanese Squires go for a thousand bucks.